Hi, I'm Maddie, and my cat failed to protect me from a housefly today, so I don't think she could protect me from an evil yokai. Hi, my name is Al, and I do not have cats to protect me. And behold, manga! Manga. Both of us have scratchy throats today, and so nobody say nobody can be mean to us because we're ill. It's been a couple of weeks. For me, it was self-imposed by making food that was too salty. Anyway, (laughs) tell us about Natsume's Book of Friends. So today we're discussing Natsume's Book of Friends by Yuki Midorikawa. Uh, We're doing volumes 1 to 7, even though the series is ongoing with 29 volumes. So it first started in June 2003. And it's currently ongoing still. Oh, wow. So it's been like 20 years that it's been ongoing. And there aren't that many volumes out. Uh, 29 going on to For 30, 20 years, I think. Huh. Yeah, so it's almost like a volume a year-ish. Okay. I think another one at least some people might be familiar with is uh, Forest of Fireflies. Is a one-shot that the same author did. Um, yeah. There's that a one movie... Was a- Anime. That one was a really popular AMV material back when we were in mm-hmm. high school. <laughs> yeah, so it's really popular in Japan, Natsume's Book of Friends. It's got an animated series. I think it's like four seasons. And then there's um, a movie. Maybe hmm. some more movies. It's it's really popular. Like There's a whole like Nyanko-sensei merchandise thing. Yeah, I have seen that around. <laughs> Good for him, honestly. Content and trigger warnings. I guess child abuse? Yeah, kind of sad childhoods. There's a random extra chapter in one of the volumes that has a student-teacher romance, and I don't know why it was there. Oh, yeah, it's like a, a, it's like a one-shot. It's not related story. to Natsume. No, it's not. Um, That's all I got. Fantasy violence? I guess, like... Every time you say that, you sound like a rated E for everyone video game. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, people get hurt. There's creepy yokai that want to kill people, but it's very tame. There's horror, but it's kind of like the horror of, like, a rainy day, like, calming horror rather than trying to scare you. Yeah. Like, there are creepy moments, but it never, never, like, stuck with me like a horror Mm -hmm. sometimes would. So I'm not sure how we're going to do the summaries of these. Oh, I know the how we're going to do it. That's me. Okay, how are we going to do it? <laughs> well, you can time me. I'll just do my summary. Okay. Yeah. Want me to give you, what, 30 seconds? Yeah, sure. Okay, ready? Yep. Go. I'm Natsume. I've seen weird things since I was little. Things other people can't see. They're creatures called yokai. I was shuffled from relative to relative until Mr. and Mrs. Fujiwara took me in. My late grandmother Reiko could see yokai too. People thought she was creepy, so she was lonely and started to take it out on the yokai. She coerced them into writing their names in her book of friends, a collection of contracts that meant her commands couldn't be refused. Ever since I inherited her stuff, I've been busy fending off yokai or giving them their names back. Nyanko-sensei is my self-proclaimed bodyguard. He was sealed inside a ceramic Stop. cat statue for so long that he fused with it and now he's visible to other people. That's how every chapter starts. Let <laughs> <laughs> me tell you the reason why it does that? Because it's one-shots, right? They're, they're so like self-contained. The chapters are self-contained, which is nice. Yeah, they're like self-contained one-shots. And then they originally ran in like a monthly magazine. 
So basically, when at least with the series like starting, the reader kind of had to be reminded of what the story is about because you could come in at whatever chapter. And then as the series starts to go, that description falls away because it's not really needed. So it oh, yeah. feels repetitive when you're reading it in a volume, but when you're reading it spread out month by month, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no. I like yeah. it. I like that you can come in at a new point. It mm-hmm. reminded me of the Detective Conan anime opening. Like, my name's Jimmy Kudo. <laughs> it was good. There's not really much to spoil with Natsumi, honestly. No. There are self-contained spoilers. At one point, some bad exorcist people come in. There's other characters that we'll talk about, but mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you've read a lot more of it than I have, which <laughs> we can kind of talk about. I This was my first time reading it. We watched an episode of it together last summer, just when we were watching a bunch of anime first episodes together. And that was my only exposure before now. And now I've read seven volumes of the 29. I've read this, I think this is my fourth, maybe fifth time reading at least these seven volumes. I think the furthest I got was maybe up to volume 17, about there. I'm not 100% sure. So you haven't read all the volumes? Uh, so before, sorry, before I got up to like about volume 17 or so, and then now I've read all the way up to volume 27. Nice. I think 28 just came out in English and I haven't read that one yet. All right. But. So you are a Natsume fan, you might say. (laughs) I think Natsume's Book of Friends is one of my top five. Wow. Series of all time. It's good vibes, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's one of those ones I like to read when I feel, like, anxious or what it's, Aww. like, I'm having anxiety and I don't know what I want to read, so I read Anatomy's Book of Friends. That's and a genre a in, J- mm. in Japan, isn't it? Like, the healing genre? Yeah, there's, like, a healing yeah. genre. Anatomy's Book of Friends is considered a healing genre. I could definitely see that. I can't remember what it's called in Japan, but yeah. that. You want to talk about the boy himself? Yeah, let's introduce our boy. Let's talk about our boy! Uh, <laughs> so, the main character is uh, Takashi Natsumi. He, his parents de- are dead. Yes. <laughs> his parents Great. are dead. We're um, like, this is die. so calming, it's so healing. Anyway, let's talk about this orphan. <laughs> his parents are dead. Um, he's been moved around constantly, by di- taken in by different family members. Yeah. Shuffled among distant relatives, yeah, like the yeah. Baudelaire orphans in a series of unfortunate events. He's just being continuously shuffled around because part of it has to do with um, him seeing yokai, especially from a young age, mm-hmm. and then other people don't, so they think he's weird or like he's lying to get attention and like a troublemaker. Yeah. So they can kind of view him as a burden, so they just kind of shove him off to the next relative. Yeah. So he very much has a lot of trauma going on in his life. And then he gets taken in by the Fujiwaras, who are distant relatives. I don't know how exactly they're related or, like, on what side. I think it's at the dad's side, but it doesn't matter. They're very nice. Mm -hmm. Natsume has these walls built up from all of this, and he's a very lonely Mm -hmm. little guy, and he kind of just pretends to go with the flow. But he's also really kind, and he has really strong morals, and he helps out the yokai. 
The author describes Takashi as just a kid who's trying to do his best to be a good person. For sure. Which is very much kind of who he is. I was going to ask you here. Mm -hmm. So in terms of his childhood, it seems like every time he's thinking about it or like having bad dreams or something, the thing that hurts him the most is when people would call him a liar Mm -hmm. more than any of the other insults. Why do you Mm -hmm. suppose that is? I think that just ties into the fact that he sees these terrifying things and when he tries to, like, reach out for help, people don't believe him. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, because so when you're a kid, they're feel... scary. Right. And now he's kind of used to it, but... Oh, and he was even just a now... little boy who wanted help from... And I think it's interesting because you see in, like, the current volumes where he is now in high school being adopted by the Fujiwaras, when he's in trouble, he doesn't tend to go to other people to seek help. He tries to solve it by himself. That's very true. Aw. Oh yeah, but people care about him now. Oh, that's so mm-hmm. sweet. So I think one of the major influences in the current story is his grandmother, who he has never met. Yes. She died yeah. very young before even, I think it's mm-hmm. his mother's mother, and before even his mother knew her, she died. See, it's interesting, because his grandma is also Reiko Natsumi, but his last name is Natsumi, but I think it's, oh. I'm pretty sure it's his mother's grandma. Yeah. Or, sorry, his mother's mom. We love a modern woman <laughs> passing on her name to her child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his relationship with her with his grandma's interesting because he's never met her he doesn't really know much about her basically he was given his grandmother's things at some point in his life by some relatives which included the book of friends which is a collection of names of yokai which allow people who possess the book to control those yokai yeah it's interesting that a lot of the story with he just has this book to remember her by so a lot of it is him kind of trying to piece together information about her based on mm-hmm. what the yokai are saying. It's kind of like his connection between himself and the yokai world and his past and his grandmother mm-hmm. and his family. and Because he's kind of lost that connection yeah. and he doesn't really trust the family that's around him to like ask these questions. There's one this one chapter where he goes to like an exorcist convention, kind of. Yeah. And he meets... Cosplay. Um, <laughs> he meets this like secretary of one of the bigger exorcist clans and... The grandma comes up in conversation, and the secretary says, oh, how did she die? Like, how is she doing type thing? And he has this moment of, I don't even know how she died or how old she was. I just know she was found one day dead under a tree. And I've never really been in a position where I can ask about who she was as a person. So all he knows about her is that she could see yokai. She was hated by the people in the village that he's currently living in. Mm -hmm. And... That she bullied yokai into taking their names. Yeah, so all of the chapters starts with, like, and then, like, Grandma Reiko. She was a real bastard, and everyone hated her, and she was so mean to the yokai. But the only memory we see of her and the yokai is the yokai, I think it's chapter one. And the Mm -hmm. yokai kind of liked her and was just like, I was lonely because she never called on me. I feel like one of the biggest themes in this series is loneliness and just Mm -hmm. I don't want to say human connection but like human relationships connection personal relationships kind of I don't want to say human because it's also yokai but like relationships between souls man it's kind of interesting too how we learn a bit about our past through the eyes of others 
Uh-huh. Yeah. She well, she's not there to talk about herself. So that's mm-hmm. the only way we can learn about her. One of the ones that I liked was this one star with this yokai is trying to take over the house that Natsumi and the Fujiwaras are living in. That was one of my favorites, yeah. Yeah. And during this case, he finds out from Mr. Fujiwara that he had, like, met Reiko as a child. And he yeah. gets to, like, learn a bit of, like, who Reiko was from the perspective of Mr. Fujiwara as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's the interesting thing, because it all ties into loneliness and connection and mm-hmm. everything. It's like, what legacy do you leave behind to the people around you? And that ties into, we're going to talk about the yokai as characters, mm-hmm. where it's that what they really want back is their name, which is basically like their essence, their freedom, mm-hmm. whatever. And their names also hold kind of memories from them. So every time Natsume yeah. gives them their name back, we see their memories. And it's kind of like... The things that make you who you are are your memories mm. and how you share them with the people around you. Yeah. And your legacy is other people learning about you, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that. We want to talk about the yokai. Yeah, what do you life? have to say? I think it's interesting how, especially with the first seven volumes, Natsumi um, befriends the yokai easier than he does other human beings. Yeah, he talks about that. He feels more comfortable around them. Which is so interesting because part of him kind of blames the yokai for, like, his lot in life, in a sense. Yeah. Not full-on blames them, but he's kind of like, oh, because I can see yokai, I've had a tough childhood. Yeah. But he's the one who feels more comfortable around yokai, even though yokai can be tricky, manipulative. Well, he can be himself around yokai. He doesn't have to pretend. Mm -hmm. And around people, he has to pretend to be normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a difficult situation for our boy. I like their designs. Yeah, the designs are fun. I like that there will be one that's very clearly like a human female looking (laughs) one. And you're like, okay, this is a good guy. (laughs) The other ones, it's harder to tell. There's a really fun ones. Like there's um, the, oh, what's it? The the cow and the cyclops guy. Yeah. I like, (laughs) was it the cyclops guy? There's one chapter where he's like, okay, I'm going to school. And he opens the door and there's just a yokai there and he just slams (laughs) And the yokai starts being like, hey, I'm... And just, <laughs> that was good. There's funny I think moments. that's um, a uh, Choby mustache guy. Oh, yeah, He's that funny. guy, too. That was good. It's all... It's very good. Oh, you're funny. Um, Can we talk about the best of the yokai, Nyongo-sensei? <laughs> I had a feeling you would like him a lot. <laughs> I really like him! He's so funny. I like in the beginning, He's they really play up how much of a cat he is. And they will just be like, look, I brought you back a mouse. Uh, anyway, I was out drinking... <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> he's such a cat, but he's, he's also such a not cat. a cat. It's wonderful. Yeah. My favorite too is like when um he joins them on trips and they're like, uh, sir, you can't bring a cat here. And they'll be like, Oh, it's a stuffed animal. Yeah, this is clearly not a cat. Look how messed up it looks. Yeah. <laughs> I also oh. like that he's always Nyanko Sensei is always pretending that he's like minutes away from killing and eating Natsume and he's stealing the book of friends but he saves mm-hmm. Natsume's life so much like he very clearly is invested in his survival actually it's just cat behavior it's great, <laughs> it's great. I love it that's great so Diako's story is that he is a really powerful spirit that was placed in the body of uh what do they call those the um, lucky cat statue yeah the lucky cat statues and then, like, over time, his yokai spirit kind of merged with the statue. Yeah. 
one important thing about Nyanko Sensei is that his name is not in the book. Oh. Yeah, I guess yeah, not. His, he makes a mention in one of the chapters that uh, Reiko uh, never got his name to put in the book. He is after the book, but he, so he's kind of like mentor, teacher, guardian, bodyguard of Natsumi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's also a cat. And Natsume will, like, play with him with a feather toy or something. <laughs> it's really what good. What was the one where one of the characters was like, what's your relationship? And then Natsume and Yanko Sensei are both like, owner and pet. The other guy's <laughs> he like, loves being Natsume's cat. Which? He loves it. But they're like, which one is which and what oh. role? <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just what cats are like. Mm-hmm. It's great. He's fun. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about the people around Natsume? The people, yeah. Yeah. For starting with so, the Fujiwaras. So the Fujiwaras are the couple that uh, take in Natsumi. We don't get their backstory in the first seven volumes of, like, how they came to adopt him. Oh, you get it later We on. do get one, we do get a chapter, like, later. It's just not in those mm-hmm. ones that we're talking about now. This, I have They're, a gripe with this. Mm-hmm. Because when we were watching that first episode, and he's like, the Fujiwaras took me in, and they're very nice. I was like, oh, that's nice. And you were like, well. And I was like, what does that mean? So this whole time I was expecting them to secretly be mean, but they never were. Why did you say that to me? Uh-oh. I'm trying to think. No, they're, they're really good. I think it was oh, okay. more so well as in, like, oh, it's really sad. <laughs> there must have been, yeah. There was some misunderstanding there that made me mistrust the Fujiwaras for like five out of the seven volumes, and eventually no. I was just like, no, they're just nice. No, the Fujiwaras are honestly like the best couple to adopt this poor child who is very traumatized because he just he doesn't trust people really, and they behave as actual parents, but they also give him room to just be who he is and like accept who he is. Because yeah. there are times where he'll like act odd, and they're just kind of like, that's just how he is and that's okay kind yeah, of um they just like give him a towel when he walks home in the rain and like mm-hmm. eat him dinner and they all eat dinner as a family we don't see mr fujiwara for a long time which is mm-hmm. odd but i think that was just the author being like how long can i go without showing this character <laughs> it was there was no meaning to it it's so funny because sometimes the author will introduce a character and then you you kind of expect them to become relevant later on and then they just like never show up and then like three volumes <laughs> later they'll come back again yeah, yeah. I feel guy. like the author going into this wasn't sure of how many volumes they would be able to get this series, but I feel like it's also paced out enough that there's no real rush in the author introducing like as many characters as they can and focusing on them. Yeah, for sure. Reverse shonen. <laughs> I think it's interesting the relationship with Natsume and the Fujiwaras, where Natsume, he's still got the signs of his past where he's not really thinking about himself so much he's thinking like what can I say that will make them happy how can I do this in a way that they won't notice I'm weird whatever and mm-hmm. he like secretly wants to live there but he's still kind of removing himself so he doesn't get hurt and then there's a part in the chapter where we first meet Mr. Fujiwara where he's like what am I supposed to say to him blah 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 and Mr. Fujiwara is like not so we're not just like letting you stay here this is your home you can say what's on your mind mm-hmm. it's very nice I think my favorite is also within that same chapter where he's trying to drive out the yokai that's trying to take over the house. He, like, remembers, or he gets, like, a memory or something of how, like, Reiko did it. 
So then he does that and banishes the yokai from the house. But in doing so, he breaks the uh, paper wall door things that they have in old Japanese houses. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like freaking out going like, oh, the Fujiwars are going to be so upset that they like, destroyed their house. And then instead, he, they're like, are you okay? Yeah. Is everything okay? And then they're like, oh, it's okay if you break things. It, it's just a reality of living, you know? They're so nice. <laughs> and, like, accepting, like, he's constantly, like, stressed and worried and trying to be the perfect house guest. And they're like, no, you're a child. Yeah. It's okay. I Things just happen. Want, I just want Natsume <laughs> to get a hug. I just want to see it happen. <laughs> Someone hug this boy. He's such a good boy. He's such a good boy. <laughs> um... You uh, wanted to talk about his two friends. The two friends he has. Not the two friends who don't have names, who just kind of, like, are there as a peanut gallery sometimes. The other two friends. So the other two friends that don't have names eventually do get names, and they're really good friends, but they're totally normal. Yeah. Yeah, they're just normal dudes. They do. They're they're really good friends. Um, They're just some normal dudes, which is nice for Natsumi to have. Yeah, Um, but he also feels kind of removed from them. He does. As the series goes on... He starts to feel closer to them. Oh, that's nice then. And we do get to see how they perceive Natsumi. Oh. So we get that. You have such it, a bigger we can't... view of the series I than I do and a lot more knowledge. <laughs> I didn't include those two in our bullet points because in the first seven volumes, they're not super relevant except for like popping up and just kind of being there. Well, the thing um, is, this part of the notes, the heading is Taki and Tanima. And I was like, who is that? That must be his two irrelevant friends. And then I realized it's like the other two who can kind of see yokai in the school. I googled mm-hmm. them. But these two characters I also didn't. Well, I remembered Taki. Tanima doesn't do anything in the first seven volumes. I <laughs> could not tell you a single thing about this boy. Tanima? Okay, we'll talk about Tanima first because he's introduced first. So Tanima is the new kid who comes in. He can kind of see yokai, but he can, like, see their shadows rather right. than actually seeing yokai. So, Natsumi kind of befriends them because they share a similarity, but at the same time, it's not the exact same. Yeah. So, there's still, there's still, like, a wall between them just because of how Natsumi is based on his childhood. Uh, Tanuma, he does become more relevant as the series goes on, but in the first seven volumes, he's kind of, like, introduced in the first volume, and then just never referred to again, except for, like, a random side chapter, I think. Ten pages, yeah. Which was a lovely <laughs> side chapter, but I was like, who is Tanuma, and why do I care? <laughs> he's a good guy. Yeah, I like Taki. Really her chapters were so Talkie's good. Great. So, Taki's story is that her grandpa was obsessed with the yokai, and he invented a spell that allows him to see yokai. And she uses that spell to see them. So, she knows of yokai, can kind of see them, but she uses, Only like, a tool to see a them. Only within a certain circle yeah. of the spell, yeah. Like, if they she walk through the circle, really she loves... can see them, but then they leave the bounds of the circle. <laughs> she can't anymore. She really loves fluffy, cute things like Nyanko Sensei. Yeah, I can't relate. Um, <laughs> she, yeah, but she was cursed by this demon that was like, oh, you saw me, you know, I'll curse you. And if she says anybody's names, like the last five names mm-hmm. she said are going to die with her in a year or something when he eats her. Yeah. And then again, it's just like enforcing loneliness on this person mm-hmm. who's already a little bit on the outskirts. And it made me sad. And then she became mm-hmm. friends with... Natsume, which I really liked because we'll talk about Notori after. He kind of has been introduced to the world of other people who can see yokai as mm-hmm. 
people older than him with a lot more knowledge and a lot more like established mm-hmm. this is how we treat yokai and now he's kind of figuring it out with Taki and I really liked mm-hmm. that it's really nice that he has like Taki and Ta- Tanama to kind of <laughs> right him <laughs> yes him <laughs> to too yeah be a balance between yokai world and the human world because they're not like his two friends who are like totally normal dudes but they're not like Natori and the other actresses who are very much involved in the yokai world. They're yeah. kind of in between. Yeah, like so, lots of yeah. I did, when I googled them to see who they were, I did see a lot of sweet fan art of the three of them, so <laughs> excited to read about that someday. <laughs> Tanuma has some good chapters later. He's I'm sure. a good guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure he's great. I'm sure he's great, whatever, yeah. He's just very non-existent in the first seven volumes because there's like 29 volumes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, Natori. Natori? It's notorious for being. Ha! <laughs> that was really good. Um, <laughs> stop. <laughs> You're so proud of yourself. <laughs> so, Natori is a guy that Natsumi meets who is an upcoming actor. Yeah. Who can also see yokai. He was cursed by a yokai, questionably, kind of. And he has, like, this um, gecko tattoo that's actually a yokai running around his entire body. Except for, like, his left egg. Leg? (laughs) Left leg. I hate it when my left egg is acting up. Left leg, for some reason. He is part of the Natori clan, who is an old exorcist family that has fallen to the wayside. Mm-hmm. He is kind of reviving the clan and playing his role as an exorcist. He shares similar trauma to Natsumi in that yokai have hurt his relationship with other people as a childhood and he's very traumatized Just by isolated. them. Isolated, yeah. So he has a very jaded view of yokai in the sense of yokai need to be exercised if they do harm to others. Yeah. He's kind of old and jaded now, basically. Mm -hmm. And I think he kind of pushes his own traumatic childhood onto Natsumi Mm -hmm. and his views onto Natsumi. And Natsumi doesn't fully agree with that. Yeah. So there are two characters that Natsumi sees him to an extent as somebody who shares a similar experience as him. Yeah. And is, like, a mentor guide in that sense. But he doesn't fully agree with his ideals. So there's, like, friction between the two of them. Yeah, because Notori exercises yokai and then keeps them as, like, servants, basically, if he mm-hmm. likes them. It's it's interesting because they both kind of accept that about each other. Where they're like, yeah, our views don't line up. But we're going to try to understand each other as two humans doing their best. And I see myself in you. And Notori does play his role as an adult in protecting Natsumi at times. Natsumi is kind of gets known for constantly involving himself in yokai situations and getting himself into danger. Yeah. And then Natori has to kind of show up and save him, protect him, help him alongside Nyanko-sensei. Yeah. I liked, there was an interesting chapter mm-hmm. um, where this yokai came to Natsume asking for her name back. Like, I promise I won't kill anyone. And he was like, okay, if you promise. And then she immediately attacked him and Natori had to come save him. Mm-hmm. Proving, like, you can't just trust random yokai but then later on when they're fighting her again they're saved by a yokai that natsume kind of helped without thinking about it earlier on in Mm -hmm. the day and it's like good to be kind but at what point can you you know at what point is it too kind and how much can you trust these 
demon creatures. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting because to an extent, the story has kind of a yokai versus humans, and then you have Natsumi who tends to stand in the middle of it because of his experience, but mm-hmm. is also more favorable to the yokai compared to the humans. He's bridging the two worlds. <laughs> um, so another significant character would be Matoba. Who I didn't get to see very much of, but I'm assuming he comes back later. So Matoba is kind of the antagonist in Natsumi's Book of Friends. Yeah, he like, seems not... like he'd be the big evil bad guy if this was something with a continuous storyline, but it's mm. not really, so... Like, he's kind of a antagonist in the sense that Notori is an exorcist, so he exercises yokai. Matoba is one who also exercises yokai, but doesn't have the same morals as Notori yeah. does. He does so... it in bad ways. Mm-hmm. Inhumane exorcisms. Mm-hmm. Using other yokai as bait and stuff. Yep, him and so Matoba and Natori, they're kind of like rival enemy antagonists between the two of them. Mm-hmm. There's also this old lady mm-hmm. who is like a collector. She's pretty creepy actually because she's always she's... smiling, but she just treats yokai like <laughs> objects. She's Miss, the, Miss like, Nanase. Yeah, she's part of the Matoba clan. She's kind of like the yeah. secretary of the Matoba clan. She also has the same morals non-existent morals as Matoba does so Matoba is the head of the clan generations back the head of the Matoba clan promised a yokai his eye one of his eyes mm-hmm. and then he never fulfilled all the promise so each head of the clan is always under constant threat for this yokai to steal his eye so he wears an eye patch to protect it to prevent the yokai from stealing his eye I feel like if a yokai really wants your eye it's just gonna go through the eye patch. There's like a spell on it as a like protection Ow, warning spell, spell. Protection. Yeah. I wish I, I had that at the wildlife center you where you have to wear goggles <laughs> with a blue heron so it doesn't pierce through your eye. And it's scary. It has a big beak. <laughs> so with Matoba and Natori, we are introduced to the Exorcist Society, which is very much in the background of Natsumi's Book of Friends. I think Natsume kind of plays a more passive role, and then you're introduced to all these mm-hmm. characters who are, like, actively fighting the yokai and seeking them out and everything, and Natsume is kind of forced to take on this role of, so, like, a protector to them or someone who's kinder mm-hmm. to them, even though mostly he just wants to coexist. It's like, okay, but now all these people are actively threatening, and he's forced into this place he's not ready mm-hmm. for and trying to understand the others and everything. Or he's trying to be... Uh protective of the yokai because he relates to them and their loneliness and he sees them in pain like there's a scene where notori is like why do you care and he's like because i see them suffering yeah like how can i not help when i see these creatures suffering yeah there's a part where notori says to him like it's time you decided which is more important to you humans or yokai and he's kind of struggles with that for a while and i don't know why he has to choose it's, they're mm. all his friends. It's his book of so, friends. <laughs> one major one would probably be the um, story about Kai. Yeah. Who is a young boy that Natsumi finds who was trapped in a box in an abandoned mansion. He finds out that Kai can also see yokai. Mm-hmm. So he feels a connection to Kai in terms of they share that experience of seeing yokai as young kids. 
So he instantly is like big brother energy mm-hmm. to him. Then we find out that Kai is actually a yokai. Yep. And, and... Tori wants to exercise him. Mm-hmm. Even though Natsume's been hanging out with him. I also really like there's a point before we find out he's a yokai that Natsume's kind of piggybacking him and Kai's crying. And he's like, I don't understand this. I don't understand humans' emotions. I don't have to do this, like, act like this with yokai. I can just say what I'm thinking and be straightforward. Mm-hmm. But then Kai is a yokai. Mm-hmm. Actually, his like, name is Kai. I just realized that. <laughs> Why did nobody see this before? <laughs> oh, no. A lot of Nasmi's book of friends is Nasmi just trying his best to be a good person while also dealing with his own trauma and yeah. not knowing how to connect with people. For sure. We also see that with um, Volume 7, which I think is... Volume 7 and then Kai's is probably ones where we get kind of arcs. There are yeah. arcs, but when I say arcs, I mean like four or five chapters yeah so they're not huge arcs nasmi book friend it's just um, weird that we ended on them it mm -hmm. felt like oh there's a story starting and stop (laughs) so the reason why i had to stop at volume seven is because volume eight just goes back into short stories i thought you said because it was your lucky number it is my lucky number but also like was a good place to stop because volume eight doesn't really continue the story beyond What's introduced in the extras in volume seven? Okay. Like we do see some of it in the terms that Yanko Sensei is dealing with injuries from the battle, okay. but it just goes back into like the short story type. Interesting. We're also left with so many little mysteries though, and mm-hmm. I wonder which of them get resolved and which of them are still mysteries. Like, gotta read more, That's I guess. Really yeah. So the exorcist story is somebody is hurting yokai. And taking their blood. And Natori and Natsumi believe it's Matoba. They go after him to this village where there's this like yokai that's slumbering in the ground. And they find out that the person who's been killing the yokai is actually this ex-exorcist who was in love with a yokai that Matoba exorcised. So again, we see that connection between yokai and humans. And how the exorcists view the relationship with yokai. Yeah. Versus how Natsumi kind of use his relationship between the two yeah because even though she was in love with one she still views them as very disposable because she's killing all of them to summon this great big strong one to kill Mm -hmm. matoba Mm -hmm. so they're still kind of not human so therefore Mm -hmm. not important they also introduced the idea of man-made yokai in this arc which is an interesting concept Mm -hmm. so what were some questions that you kind of had when you ended I want to know um, why the lizard never goes on his left egg. <laughs> I'd like to know that too, honestly. Oh my god, it never... Okay. And then just like, you so, know, backstories. I want to see Natsume mm-hmm. getting closer with people, hanging yes, out. Yes, you do see that. Having a um, happy childhood. Supposedly, I think volume 28 or 29, we do see Notori's background of his childhood. So okay. that might finally give us answers, but I haven't read those volumes. Yeah, I want to learn more about Natsume's family. I'm really curious about, first of all, very much how Reiko dies and who his grandpa yeah. is. Yeah. Um, well, who's somewhat mom and spoilers. Yeah. Somewhat spoilers. Um, there is mention of his grandfather in this one story that's really good. And that's, like, the closest hint we ever get to, like, who his grandfather is. 
<laughs> the and story then, will just keep dragging out and giving you breadcrumbs to lick up and because the thing with anatomy is that it's not super involved with answering questions it's very much just short stories of like yeah the relationship with humans and yokai you're here for the vibes for sure what was your favorite short story you mean in Natsume, right? Not like yeah. the weird ones from the ends of the volumes. Okay. <laughs> Natsume's Book of Friends. What was your favorite, like, short self-contained I really, story? Okay. This is so basic of me, but I really mm-hmm. liked the one that she wrote for, like, a separate romance magazine where it was the firefly who became a yokai uh, and then fell in yeah. love with a human man who could see yokai, but then slowly over time mm-hmm. he lost his ability to see them and then kind of moved on, but she could still see him and... It was very bittersweet, yeah. and also Natsume had a good moment of considering, like, do I actually want to lose my yokai powers over time, or no? Mm-hmm. Which ties in, I think, with the story with Taki, where he gets licked by yokai and can no mm-hmm. longer see yokai, and how, like, him seeing yokai, as much as it has given him trauma, it's kind of defines who he is as a person, that he yeah. doesn't really know how to move forward with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good one. That's one of mine. What was your favorite? My favorite, I think it's the second story. It's the one with the, uh, is it the rain god? Oh, yeah. He comes to get his name from the Book of Friends, but his page is stuck to another yokai's. So in order to return his name, they have to find the other yokai. And the general story about the shrine god is that um, he used to be worshipped way back in the day, and he was like the size of a human being. But as time went on, less and less people visited his shrine to worship him, so he, like, shrunk to the point where there was only this one person who he had basically seen grow up since she was in middle school. Mm-hmm. And then when she dies, he will disappear. Even more about the loneliness of not having people around, not having connections. Mm-hmm. It just keeps coming back, the theme. And then there was one where Natsumi was like, I will worship you so you don't die. And the god responded, friends don't worship each other. Yeah. That's oh, sweet. So sweet. It's it interesting, too, how a lot of Lots the of short stories end kind of with Natsumi reflecting on his relationship with others. Yeah. And I think there's one, I can't remember which one, but there's one where he says something about how lately he's been meeting more people and he's had to say goodbye more. And it's been like this bittersweet. Aww. Mm-hmm. That's true. He's so loved. I wish he could see it. Yeah. All right. Overall we'll wrap up with thoughts. some overall thoughts. Um, I think it's wild that these seven volumes ended on a random one shot about a kid who gets athletic when he drinks juice. <laughs> <laughs> what was that about? Oh, one shots are fun. I love reading authors like random one shots that they write in magazines. Clearly she was like, oh god, I have a deadline coming up and like slamming some orange juice. And she's like, this will have to do. But it's good too, because it's very much about this guy having like one-sided feelings for this girl and not being a jerk about it. Because she has a crush on this other dude who turns out to be a nice dude too. Yeah. We don't talk about the student teacher one. Uh, No. That one had potential. Wait, hold on. That one had potential to be good, and then there's, like, this one line where he's like, will you wait for me when you get older or something? And I was just like, oh, you just turned, like, a really, like, an interesting story. I know too much about manga to have ever trusted a teacher-student story. Oh, no, yeah, no. Most of it in the beginning was him kind of rebuffing her, like, I'm your teacher, I can't. And it being kind of, like, from her perspective of it being, like, this one-sided crush on him. Yeah. And... 
it was like this could have been like a pretty decent one until you had like that one page yeah. about him making the mention of wait for me <laughs> or something oh. stupid anyway that's oh. not what natsume is about who is your favorite character we didn't do that there aren't very many characters um, you can probably say mine i trust you to say mine nanko sensei yeah <laughs> he's a kitty cat <laughs> is yours just natsume yeah, I'd say Natsume. Yeah, there you go. She's just such a good boy. Oh, look how well we know each other this time when there's a pool of, like, four characters to choose from. <laughs> four yeah. of them, but only two of them are really super relevant. Yeah, we just chose the two that are in every chapter. Uh, anyway, overall thoughts. I really loved it. It was very peaceful. There's a lot to say for the atmosphere of it, right? Like, I really mm-hmm. love... You feel the seasons in it. Like, with the Firefly mm-hmm. story I was talking about, it's very summer. And then there's one where there's... The edge of winter with this, he yeah. makes a little snow bunny, and there's the guys I in really the snow love bunny. That one. that one was really good too, and it's just it feels like, it feels like you could be there instead mm-hmm. of having responsibilities. You're just going along with the vibes, you know. Yeah, I feel like another major thing within Natsumi's book, Friends, is also tied to nature. Yeah, for and sure. And connecting with nature, respecting it. It's very sweet, and it, mm-hmm. it's very it makes me happy. Makes me chill. <laughs> it's a very good series that deals with, again, human connection, a sense of loss, dealing yeah. with that. I mean, obviously, your thoughts are that you love it. You already said yeah. that in the beginning. So is this one you would like to continue? Yeah. Um, we got another one to read first, though. No? What's wanna, that? Want to talk about our next, our manga for August? What's our manga for August? Nope, for July. For July. I don't know what month it is. <laughs> For July, I pulled an Uno reverse card on you because you told me what you were considering for last month and I just want to do it in July. So let's read Our Dreams at Dusk by Yuki Kamatami. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do it. We're going to be really sad, but also feel good feelings. It'll be great. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Do you want to plug our Twitter? Our Twitter is Behold Manga. Yeah. That's the only social media we have. Deal with it. Uh, yeah. We have an Instagram, but yeah. We have an Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> I've never been on Instagram in my life. Good for you Honestly, making an I'm Instagram. I'm very rarely on Instagram I'm as too well. Old but for it Instagram. is also Behold Manga. Nice. Maybe we'll post so it's there. It's Behold Manga Podcast. Oh. I'd love to check it out sometime. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this has been Behold Manga. Our theme music is Strawberry Flavor Love by Daystar. And as always... Stop. Stop. You're, You're reading, reading in, in the, the wrong, wrong direction. direction.